Fran from Arizona, pedestrian bridge. Do you think Brock Purdy would have been a West Coast, West Side guy or an East Side guy during the rap wars in the 90s? He's from Arizona. Yeah, but Arizona's kind of like Florida. Is Florida really considered... Like, Florida's not really the South, but it's in the Southern United no, States. No, Brock... Like, I mean, I guarantee Brock leans more Tupac Pac? than Biggie. Yeah, I really? Mean, I, I'm just... I'm just guessing that generation. I'd say that folks in their 20s, let's get some feedback on this. It's probably 90-10 Tupac over Biggie for people in their 20s. I mean, you don't really hear Biggie much anymore. Like He honestly kind of went away from a... And I don't know if that's right, but from a mythical standpoint, Tupac still gets all the attention. You don't see any Biggie holograms. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do. Um, here, here's what's interesting about that. and No disrespect and to Mr. Wallace. And don't judge me, people, but at the time, I was an East Coast guy. I, I, I didn't have a side. I did. Oh, I was straight. But I'm not surprised. I was in straight the East Coast. middle of Clorinda, you had a side. But then, like, you know, as I've as I've matured, the music's just better. Those West Coast guys, the music's just better. <laughs> oh, so you're you're switching? Well, yeah, because like I, I thought Puff Daddy was cool when I was Puff Daddy, yeah, a, a freshman yeah, in high school, that. and now I'm like, well, I thought that guy was better than Snoop. You know, yeah, like, I, it's the, the West, the West, the West Coast made they, better they've music, aged better. Yes. Um. Cheers. I listened to, to hit him up like 14 times before the Texas game the other night. <laughs> we, all, we all have our ways to prepare. Yeah, cheers, little... Uh, we, there you go, William's still listening to <laughs> gangster uh, rap music. A little, uh, all the time. <laughs> like, half my day I have gangster I, rap music on. Are you... You think no, that's I, weird? Uh, no, I don't. I, I, you're talking to a guy who... I was getting coffee yesterday at the Dunkin' drive-thru, and I, I banged out um, Joe and Mystical Stutter. You remember that one? Mystical. Mystical. 2001. Was that Fat Joe? No, this was regular Joe, oh, not Fat Joe. Fat Joe was There was a rapper larger. named Joe? He was more of an R&B guy. Huh. Yeah. yeah he was dead. like the... He was like the tweener between like boys to men, you know, genuine... Um, you know, we, uh, jagged edge did a lot of nineties over the weekend. Tell you about my weekend coming up. Um, you saw a Chiswick coin in the flesh, which I, is incredible. Did you know there was a Greg McDermott coin? I forgot about that. One. I didn't, didn't know that Mc, any attention. I yeah. didn't know McDermott had a yep, coin. Same, same I'll concept. Yep. No, like on the way up, I just started grinding out nineties jams. Remember blessed union of souls. Mm-hmm. 
Absolutely. Little Haley Under, Leonardo. Yeah, very phenomenal. Uh, very underrated group. Listened to their greatest hits. Did some good stuff. Uh, I want to thank our friends here at Mechdyne and the Mechdyne Corporation. Blessed Union of Souls from Cincinnati. Uh, friend oh, of the program, the Josh Betts, pointed out to me that Blessed Union of Souls is headlining a uh, festival in Waterloo this summer. And I will be there. There's no way I'm missing that. Taking the camper. Road trip. Road trip, buddy. Uh, thank you to Mechdyne. We appreciate their sponsorship. Uh, great people, Clo- loyal advertisers. Clover would have been like in his ninth year at Iowa State when Blessed Union oh, I did Souls get a verbal commitment from Clover uh, for the We Will Collective Cyclone Fanatic Party. Fantastic. Man, it's going to be a... It's going to be a... VIP special, us not included, of course. <sighs> Correct. Um, so we just, like Brock Purdy just advanced to the NFC Championship game. We poured a Cody Road and we hit record. That's right. So that's this where go anywhere. That's where we are at right now. Um, and we will get to that. We are going to talk about Dwayne Pierce committing to Iowa State. Iowa State basketball currently, it's very early, currently has the third ranked recruiting class in the 2024 basketball recruiting class. This after being what? For Seven, the 23? I think. Yeah. <laughs> it's so Otz wild. and the boys are looking at potentially two top 10 classes in a row. No big deal. Um, then we've got to talk about the um, lost to Oklahoma State. We will preview the Kansas State game as well. Uh, do our Wiffles hybrids Big 12 segment. And uh, real quick, uh, I'm doing a podcast tomorrow night with the, uh, the, you know, that guy, that Kurtz guy. K-State Kurtz? Yeah. yeah we're, get, we're, get, we're getting on Zoom. We're going to do a this pod. This is like He's West, the root Coast, of all, yeah. West Coast, East Coast from the 90s. I, I tweeted Who, out on how did Saturday this, how night. How did this come, come together? Well, I was, Kurtz was gloating because they're number one in the Big 12 right now. And, he, you know, he was being his insufferable self. Because they won the football. Yeah, doing all that. And I tweeted that he's insufferable. <laughs> and then we just started chatting, and we're going to do a you podcast. You the hatchet? Well, here's my thing with him. I think he's funny. I, I think he knows exactly what he's doing. Well, don't don't go easy on him. Oh, no. We're, all right. I'm, I'm throwing at his head. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, this is you hit our guy. Yeah, yeah, we're we're he's, not we're not throwing curveballs at the at the at the angle. Kurtz here. has a he's an anti Brock Purdy reputation. What do, what do they say now? Yeah, what do you say now, nothing. Kurtz? What do you what got? What happened now? to Skylar Thompson? Yeah, Skylar who? I don't know. Didn't get any pass interference like he did in that 2017 game. <laughs> or no, I guess uh, that was Lazard who worst got call. It. Anyway, anyway, Skylar Thompson. So that game. we're gonna do that and do a little. Honestly, it's. Probably gonna be. I have both kids tomorrow, and like I gotta try and do that one on two with Kurt. So I'm gonna have my hands full be one on, on, on one all on fronts. Three. Yeah, yeah. So we'll probably do mostly the game, and then I, I will. Actually, that's interesting because K State is fast. Like it's a, it's yeah, a crazy I, story. Well, I, I'm really interested to get his perspective on it, and I'm sure it's gonna be insufferable. But I'm not gonna let him be too insufferable. There's there's a limit. There's a no, limit. He, they they are they are indeed in first place. We're doing this 12. podcast for both of our publications though. So like it's not going to be like he's going to ask me questions about Iowa State too. Okay, that just, that type of a deal. 
So that's coming up later on this week on the feed. You you will represent. I, I know you will. Let's start with Purdy. I mean, they did it. It wasn't a thing of beauty by any means, but you know, here we continue to have the same storyline every week. Well, you know, but he hadn't seen a defense, and well, you know, he's just throwing to guys, and they're getting yards after catch, and. You know, he was better than Dak Prescott today. That doesn't say much. Dak wasn't Dak, very good. Dak was was horrible. But you can't take away the winning streak. You can't take away the numbers. Brock Purdy, 49ers, NFC Championship game next week against the Eagles. The line via Circa. I won't lie. I already bet this game. I bet the game at one and a half. I took the Eagles as a favorite. Um, it's already up to almost three. I was going to say it probably zoomed yeah. up there. And it's, listen, like They're to me, it, it's just, I, I've i seen too many of my Vikings teams play in Philadelphia, and like that's a really, really brutal environment. And it's like, hey, oh, I'm going to lose $20, and Brock's going to go to the Super Bowl. Fine, I'll, I'll suck it Absolutely. up. This is kind yeah, of the bet a, against your team type deal. It's an emotional hedge. I, like, listen, um, and I already bet against the Chiefs, too, without – it, or if Mahomes is hobbled by any means, I mean this Joe Burrow. You know, we could have Brock Purdy versus Ames's very own Joe Burrow in the Super Bowl. At what point do they bottle the water? <laughs> You're damn right. right. I mean, are we who's who's on that at the Ames Water Supply Company? Like this is a marketing, yeah. This is a marketing opportunity. Let's figure it out. Of course, Joe Burrow, born in Ames, grew up in Ames. And Brock Purdy had four years of that golden water. So, no, I, so speaking of that, uh, put this out on the old Twitter machine. Brock Purdy is the first quarterback from either Iowa State or Iowa to start a conference championship game. Will be. All right, let's do some trivia. So, uh, going back to, man, who would have been the last one to even start a game in the playoffs? For Iowa? Yeah, I'm just thinking. Hey, nah, it, it, there was like one guy from like, like Chuck Long never made the playoffs. I was gonna say you had C.J. Beathard hasn't. Ricky Stanzi hasn't played in the playoffs. So you're in the at least it's into like Mark the 70s. Vlasic. I think Mark Vlasic played in one game in like the 80s. In this in the playoffs, yeah, but he didn't start. He didn't start. I don't think. Okay. So, yeah, not not much. So that means though, of all the the D1 schools, and you and I is considered D1. It's D1 AA. Uh, only Iowa has not had a quarterback start a conference championship game. Just for reference, yeah. because Kurt Warner, Kurt did. Warner, of course, has. Yeah, mm-hmm. but just, it's great for Brock. Like it's the story; just, it keeps getting more amazing. It's almost like you. It's almost expected, but still, a year ago at this time, I mean, nobody I, thought he would get drafted. I remember we. You know, I did that podcast with him like three weeks after the season, and he it was, was about this Florida. time. Yeah, yeah, and I I remember being genuinely sad for him. Yeah. Because it was just like, God, you were a projected first-round pick, and now you're not going to get drafted, and you're just clawing for a career. And now here he is one game away from the Super Bowl. And hasn't and has been awesome. Like I know it, stats weren't great, but it didn't throw an interception again. That whole game was ugly, though. Nobody had great stats today. Absolutely. Nobody had great stats. The defenses did. <laughs> right. Defen- yes. The defense has had great stats. No offensive player on either team had. I mean, C.D. Lamb had some receptions, and um, McCaffrey was okay, but it was yeah, like Kittle nobody, had a couple great yeah, plays. Nobody had. Yeah, Kittle had that really awesome catch across. But that was Brock had some good throws. He did. Right? 
Like he was, he made some throws that Garoppolo is not going to make. And there are a couple opportunities where you know the ball bounced his way, but that's what it takes. I texted it's- Connor too tonight, and I said Connor's kind of our you know breaking news type guy now, and I I said we need to cover this like it's an Iowa State game. Oh, this is the biggest you know, Iowa State football story. Yeah. This needs to, this is now Probably like. since the Fiesta Bowl. This isn't, oh, Niang's playing in the playoffs. No, this is not Niang playing in the playoffs. No, this, this is, is, this is like an Iowa State game. In, it, in it, fact, I've thought about potentially going down and doing Radio Row on the Super Bowl. You could argue this is the biggest, and again, Iowa State men's basketball team is currently in the top 15. But this is the biggest Iowa State story of the year? Athletics? You think? Of 2023? Well, of 23. Are, are you doing just, like just the athletic year? The athletic year, starting from August. It, it, I'm telling you, like this is the amount of attention Iowa State is receiving from, from Brock, and it's all positive. It's a big deal. And it, it, it also, it's not like Iowa State's going to show to or say to a recruit, hey, you're going to be the next Brock Purdy, but at the same time, um, this is all great. Like there, there is no negative from this. Good tweet out there right now. It's um, Jalen Hurts versus Brock Purdy. Oh, I was at that game. A rematch in from Norman. The, the game in Norman. The Brock 42. was Brock outplayed Hurts that game. Uh, that game, Brock had uh, nineteen for thirty, two hundred eighty-two yards, five touchdowns. Hurts was eighteen of twenty-six, two hundred seventy-three yards, and three touchdowns. And a, and and, an and a big pick, yeah. yeah. And then Lamichael Petway got interfered with, but. Whatever. It's a blast from the past. Remember that? Two-point conversion. Kohler was awesome in that game. Go back and watch that. That was an that was a that was an all I think that was Brock's best game as a cyclone. In Norman, trailing by I think three touchdowns at one point against the Heisman Trophy winner. And literally had Oklahoma beat if it wasn't for that non call. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean it I'm fired th- I'm, up. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be really good. I I, I can't wait to watch it. Um, from now on, it's it's gravy for Brock, and yeah, was, look, this is crazy. He made seven hundred thousand dollars in base salary this year. C Dub, okay. Dak Prescott made forty million dollars. So Brock, here's the here's the next part. Brock, he, he's just made forty six thousand dollars per win in the wild card. So he's now made ninety two thousand dollars in wild card wins. If he wins. In the conference championship game, he'll get $69,000. And if he wins the Super nice. Bowl, nice, right? If he wins the Super Bowl, he'll make $160,000. He will get probably, if he wins the whole thing, he'll get half of his salary just in playoff compensation winnings. Good for him. Which is which is awesome. The point is, he won't be paid $700,000 for long. I saw your stat, and I, I've oftentimes, being a Vikings fan, compared, my dad's a Cowboys fan. And it was interesting watching my dad tonight, by the way. I, I FaceTimed him before the game at halftime, and then we talked right when we thought the game was going to be over. And kind of how I envisioned, like, I would be if the Vikings would have lost. to the, He's like, yeah, I wish the Cowboys would have won, but he's oh, really sure. not yeah. even mad. Yeah. You know, what has it been, 27 years since the Cowboys? It's, that's, Doesn't that's that make crazy. you feel old? It does. Feels like they were in it like five years ago. Been tw- is it 27 years now? The last yeah. time they played in the conference championship? Yeah. That's oh, what well, they said it like 15 times during the broadcast. So that is a lot. Doesn't time. that make you feel old? Because when we were kids, it was them and the 49ers every, every year. year. Every year. One of those two. T- and then Favre, and then you Favre know, kind of got in the mix. 
and then the Broncos. And it's been wow. Man, that what do you do if you're the Cowboys? Here's the point I was getting to. Not be making. I always compare him to Kirk Cousins, That's and a I great say, comparison. which one's better? A Dak's just a guy. I'm sorry, he is. I'd almost rather have Kirk, but like my, the, I don't even know. But my point is, at 40 million, he's probably the most overpaid guy in the NFL. It's like, do you want him at 40? This is the one I always, or Marcus Mariota at 15. And then build the rest of your roster with all that money, right? Yeah, like I, I think we're getting to a trend in the NFL. It's really interesting. I think we're going to get there. Where in Brock's showing it right now, where you'd rather have the best roster and an efficient quarterback who fits really well with your head coach. But then you also have a, the transformational talent like Joe Burrow. But like, do you trust? You're you're kind of a Vikings fan. I don't want to make this a Vikings conversation, but I hate. No, my I would team. rather I would rather get a middle of the road quarterback and just well, build around. I don't trust my leaders to draft Joe Burrow, and the Vikings. Like in our situation, you're never bad enough to get that pick. Right, you're always in the Christian Ponder realm, like where and, it's just and like, yeah, it's the worst of both. Right? Okay, we're gonna take a flyer on Kellen Mond and see if we can develop him. <laughs> Or right, right, right. like it's never like oh the the last time they had that was Dante Culpepper. They had a top ten pick, and it's like let's go get a quarterback. I don't. I think I'm just getting straight defensive guys at this point. An offensive line, offensive line, whatever. Just run the ball. Don't want to make this a yeah. I know, but Vikings podcast. But like I was thinking that watching Dak, and then you you tweeted out the difference in salaries. It's just like God. Like it's such a. It's such a big, and the the 49ers can have that roster because they're not maxing out any of these quarterbacks that way. Like none of them are. Like you've got two guys on rookie deals, and then you've got Garoppolo. But I'm, I'm going to make this Iowa State do a little little interesting connection. I think for Iowa State to be successful in football next year, I will say it's less about Hunter Deckers to the Niners' point, and more about if Iowa State can generate a ground game. Because okay, let's let's apples to apples, right? The Niners' defense is elite. Iowa State's defense was elite this year. What's the difference? The Niners had an offensive ground game. We could run the ball, and their special teams were good. And Iowa State was bad at both. That's what I'm saying. Iowa State's not that far off. I mean, Deckers doesn't have to be great next year. They just need a ground game that can run the ball. And in football, if your defense is elite, your offense doesn't even need to be good. It just needs to be good enough. So that that's the model right there. Just become the Niners. That's all we're asking, Nate Shieldhouse. <laughs> Just become the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> all right. Uh, thanks to our friends at Gravitate Coworking for constantly sponsoring us here at CycloneFanatic.com and the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. You can check them out at GravitateCoworking.com today where they, uh, they've got a bunch of beautiful, beautiful locations the one that i drive by the most is in the east village in des moines i drove by that the other day yeah, right above ray gun yeah. there uh it's a i i like that area of des moines a lot you've got downtown des moines midtown windsor heights cedar falls and jefferson the, what uh, is co-working that's where if you don't have an office if you work from home it gives you a spot to go and get the hell out of your house the the woods are going to be at the we will party as well oh cool Speaking of that, Hopewood. Yeah. Look at this guy. Yep. Both. I mean, it's royal. It's good. It's a VIP event. When the woods are there, you know it's a big deal. Uh, Hopewood, our friend, was rated one of the top three estate planning lawyers in all of Des Moines. She is fantastic. You can go to hopewoodjd.com. Get that 
damn well done. Like, we're not kidding around. Like, you talk never her, know. Talk to her at the event if you're going to the event. Oh, that's a great idea. Say, hey, hope. I don't know. Like, she's going to be off the clock. Do you think she wants to talk business? Uh, maybe just, she might have cards. Oh, yeah. It's, she could be like, hey, you know what? Um, not the time. Yeah. You know what? I know Hope. I bet she'd like it. I she's bet she'd be person. totally okay with it. I got to get a will on a day schedule with her. I'm going to do that in 2023. That was one of my resolutions. And uh, go to HopeWoodJD.com. Get that will done. We're all getting old. The transformation of the Cyclone Fanatic recruiting party from just an all-night bender <laughs> at the keg stand to this place called Toast. We're going to have, like, folded napkins. <laughs> That's what I take from it. The napkins will yeah. be folded. Yeah, professional uh, utensils. Like real caterers. Real caterers. The yeah. days of drunkenly bumping into Tom Herman in the men's room are and, long uh, gone. Mark Mangino rolling in. Oh, God. Literally. He was such a dick at that thing, too. It was the beginning he of the He was the time. biggest jerk at one of those things that we've ever it's, had. It's why I don't feel bad talking bad about him on the, bad about him on the pod. No, Because he guy. didn't care. He like, he guy. didn't try He didn't even try and fake it that he wanted I'm to be I'm surprised there. he even showed up. But uh, He had to. Yeah. Because Paul made the whole staff go. <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh. Who's this guy? What a dick. What is he doing? I would say that to his face, too. I, I, oh, you're not the only one. He, he was rotten. He better be in the book. Oh, there's going to be a chapter. <laughs> the Mangino experience. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right. Um, let's. Do you want to do Dwayne Pierce? Yeah, let's yes. do Dwayne Pierce. I'm uh, pumped we'll, up. The breaking news uh, tonight. I, I was taking six foot five point guard, 2024. This one came on quickly. Um, Real our, fast. Our premium. Subscribers have been in on this for about a week and a half now. This one developed very quickly. Um, Nate Schmidt had some great contacts out on the East Coast. Smitty's Smitty's first... uh, Not that he wasn't involved with some of these guys. He was pretty heavily involved with Shun and some of the transfers. Yeah, I'm just saying like first first high school. Yeah. Um, So the story here is Schmidt... Convinces TJ to go out and take a look at Dwayne Pierce. TJ falls in love with Pierce. He's this big, physical, defensive-minded point guard. Like, it's it's Otzelball, right? And it's- TJ offers him. Kid decides on a day, I want to come to campus. While Iowa State's like, hey, you should come to this game against Texas. We feel like this might be a good opportunity for you. Kid pulls the trigger tonight on ESPNU. He is another top 100 guy. And Iowa State now has the third-rated class in 2024. I think I summed it up. And and yes, and interesting player, like super interesting. He he kind of has this, you know. I've seen suddenly a little Taylor Horton Tucker, and that he's a big guard. He's not as bouncy as Taylor. I wouldn't say, but he's young. He just turned 16. I was told. So he's got a lot of room to grow. I asked for like Big 12 comps. Yep. And I was given. Now, everybody, like, this is like body are, type yeah, and style. Comps, this doesn't mean comps. it's like how he will ultimately be. Right. But I was given Marcus Smart, 
and okay. DeAndre Kane, like very downhill. Yeah. Super physical, long. Yeah. I even think, you know, to some extent, I just watched a little bit of him in that game today. Jaron Holmes is a is kind of an idea of now. I think Pierce is ball handling ability and passing ability is probably a little higher. But the nice thing now is you can be picky, and what I would say it's done now. It got um, no no just first right. So this is 2024. Let's keep that in mind. I believe so it's Noyes. Noyes. I'll get it right by the time he gets here. Noyes is the first to to jump, and then the big fella, Rock. Do you smell what the rock is cooking? And so now you could be picky. He's like, okay, how do we how do we combine all these pieces? You're probably still going to have Momsilovich, for sure. You're going to have Hamilton. Yeah, I kind of feel gonna like have Caden Fish. I kind of feel like doing these conversations is pretty stupid, though. It is in the transfer portal, and, but I see and, what you're doing. And, and the like the Omaha thing is Omaha. He's he's probably not going to be at Iowa State with Pierce. I, I would, would be very not. surprised, but. You can kind of see the roadmap now of Pierce is that big guard that can play the point, but he's got some versatile. Uh, he can play the wing too. He can guard every position. TJ's going for this like whole everybody being multiple, guard every single different position, have some length on the perimeter, and uh, I, I like it. I like how it's all shaping up. I also like the fact that you're now got the seventh ranked class in 23 and the currently third in 2024. So. See, Dub, I, I would say that Iowa State is competing just fine in, in this era of college athletics. Did you see Omaha do the windmill, like the under, between the legs. Did you did you hear the the play by play announcer? Yeah, I saw your tweet. I I, I honestly I didn't listen to the audio, and then I saw your tweet, and somebody said, "Boom goes the dynamite <laughs> under it," and I'm like, "Oh, I gotta check this <laughs> out." Watch, yeah, your tweet was spot on. That, watch out, blue. Whoever that guy was. <laughs> He had been setting that he thing up. He was looking for a in while. the mirror. Like he was on the way to the arenas. Like, man, if Omaha does something, I'm breaking out to watch out Baloo. When you did a bunch of play by play, did you do that? Like, did you have things Honestly, in your back pocket? No. Neither did I. Like, I always, I, it was kind of like, it, when Iowa State would hit a three, I would just go boom. It was completely organic. Yeah. Like, I, it was just, that was my reaction. There were some things I said a lot, but not because I predetermined that I was going to say them. It yeah. just kind of what happens. But that, that you don't, you don't, come, Baloo! you don't, you don't come up with look out Baloo on the spot. Guaranteed. That's so, good stuff. Kudos to him though. It was actually, yeah. it made me, gave me a good chuckle. Shout out to that guy. And Omaha, uh, Omaha is, he definitely looks the part. Boy, I tell you what, I mean, unless you've got a massive group of transfers where I just don't see that after this year. Recruiting is going to be quiet for a little bit. Now, Alex Asuma is the guy who you watch now. What happens there? Up, up in Minneapolis. He had scheduled a visit for the Kansas game. Yeah, I think it's interesting now. What do you... What? Well, I project, from what I understand, they project Pierce as a point guard. Yes. So, and and you can see it out there. Like People range him from the one through the three. Iowa State likes him as a point guard. I, I, you, let me give you a name. Remember Cantrell Horton from back in the day? Of big course. old, big old physical guard, long arms can can guard every position and be a little bully going downhill. So I was up at a friend of the pod, Ryan's. I won't say his last name. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, we all know and Ryan. This guy is a treasure trove of cyclone memorabilia, like the weirdest shit, just <laughs> lying around his house. And he, he again, he had the Chiswick coin, was which was phenomenal. There was a McDermott coin. I had no idea. He has a signed Gene Chizik Iowa State helmet. Oh, buddy. Which is awesome, I think. Like, I want the weirdest stuff possible. Like, right? 
So, you know, we get up Saturday morning, eat some breakfast, whatever. Everybody goes, showers, get, gets ready for the day. I think watch I need a refill after listening to this story. Get so, more and more of yep. that, Cody Road. Yep. Single barrel. That's where Single it's barrel. at. Yep. Um, and he comes down, and he's got an old Curtis Stinson jersey on. <laughs> and it's signed by John Neal. <laughs> Winterset's finest. Isn't that great? Was it the gold one, or was it? No, it was the white. The white, okay. Yeah, it's a Curtis Sensen jersey and, signed and by John Neal. You know what I appreciate? Because I know Ryan. I know Ryan's moved several times in his life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So at some point, he had to have the conversation with his lovely wife of, no, 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 we're keeping the Stinson Neal signed jersey here. Like, this is making the road trip to uh, the next stop. I think she's pretty cool. Like, his whole basement is just nothing but, like, Star Trek stuff. And like just like weapons from like Marvel movies and stuff. So I'm pretty right, sure Ryan's wife, an engineer, right? Yeah, yeah. Pride of the engineering school at Iowa That's State. Right, yeah, does very well. He's he's a successful engineer, but he's kind of a nerd. Well, we I mean, just, by the way, you want a good time? Get drunk on a Saturday. Get on Switch and oh, no. dominate a bunch of Asian kids on Wii volleyball. <laughs> oh my god. We had a blast. We couldn't stop playing that Switch Sports or whatever it is. How did you know what part of the world they came from? Because their names. It was all in Japanese and stuff. Gotcha. And then, like, you can taunt with emojis on there. You can't talk to them. But every time I would spike it, we would do, like, the in-your-face type emoji, like, where the guys are celebrating. It's like the John Cena, you can't see me. And these kids were getting so mad. Like, they were... Mocking oh, us and no. going back at it, and we had these nonverbal wars going on. You with them. are not made for the metaverse. It's no, gonna, I'm really gonna, not. It's gonna be a bad time. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, it's a bad deal. I'm in. So, biggest news of the weekend, and then we'll move on. My daughter Elise took a crap in a real toilet for the first oh, Elise. time. First time ever. Isn't that a big deal? That is a big. You're deal. You're going through that right I'm now. I'm going through that right now. Yeah. First time ever. That's big time. I was so proud of her. It was Paul Rhodes' level of pride. I mean, that the the diaper savings alone. Um, oh yeah, get that out of the way. That's it. That's that's awesome. Way to go, Lisey. Big Atta time. Bear. Atta girl. Okay. Um, Are we trying to avoid the Oklahoma State game? No, nope, we're diving in right, right now. But first, we want to thank our friends from Wiffles Hybrids. They are fiercely independent. They have a beautiful website too. You go to wiffles.com. That's W Y F F. ELS.com and uh, they are we're ramping up to seed season but what I like about Wiffle's hybrids bloom is that they are fiercely independent and I like the fact that they'll tell you about it right Mm -hmm. that's their branding hey you want to work with a massive conglomerate that's fine you're you're, you're, we're fiercely independent, and we like that. And the uh, Wiffles family has been in this for a really long time, and uh, we appreciate their sponsorship of Williams and Bloom here on the Cyclone Fanatic Podcast Network. They present the Big Twelve segment every week here, and of course, we haven't talked about Iowa State, Oklahoma State yet. And Bloom, that I hope people listen to our preview of this because we nailed it. I mean, this was exactly what we thought this game would be, where it would be ugly, where it would come down to some free throws, come down to some calls. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my analysis of the game was Iowa State got out to that big lead. They played really well for eight minutes. I, I thought for the best 10 minutes Iowa State could play. Yeah, which I think made that's it fair. actually extra disappointing because Iowa State was great first it, 10 minutes. It did, and then it turned into the game we thought yeah, it would be. Just and, you know, it. you missed some free throws. You missed the front end of one and one down the couple of them. Washoon and, and Gabe, Gabe both did. Yep. Uh, Caleb Grill limited minutes. There was a lot. You Definitely only hit hurt. four threes in the game. You really didn't play very well, but the there was this mirage from that first eight to ten minutes where you were so great. You built up that lead. I felt like Iowa State should have lost by double digits when that thing was over, but they built up that lead, right, which gave them a chance to win it at the end. Yeah, it's a good way to look at it. Iowa State, that for 30 minutes, played like it did in Iowa City. You know, and credit the toughness to hang in there, especially because, you know, Gabe made another big shot there. And Lipsy was in foul trouble Lipsy, at that, about midway through the first half, and I don't think you can look past how big that was. No, and he, he only plays 20. So you get you get 22 minutes from Lipsy and only 17 from Grill. Uh, I, I thought Trey King gave you great minutes. He eventually fouled out as well. So that was encouraging. I mean, 10 points and 8 rebounds for Trey King is great. Uh, Ward gave you some stuff. But it was just a struggle, and... You know, it's it's hard to win on the road, and you could tell Oklahoma State really wanted that. Uh, Avery Anderson played as well as he has in conference play, made some shots, but you know, I did did some stuff where you can't you can't do that and expect to win on the road. And you know, the front end situation, uh, and then you know, from a couple of guys who've shot really well all year. Like, you wouldn't say you wouldn't want Shun. No, I, yeah. I mean, it's just this part of it. And then you know, it's not like Jones is up there, and you're like, ah, like right, like. And then Lipsy You're pretty comfortable with both those guys. Big possession. Lipsy goes. I think it was Lipsy goes for steal. Didn't get it. Left in a wide open three for Anderson. It's just stuff that that happens. And you know, it wasn't the only reason. The, the, the fishing got a little sideways there in the last ten minutes, which it, it, it can on the road. And it's not the reason Iowa State you lost, know, but it's just it's just you when you when you play poorly enough to leave it up to chance, weird things can happen, and it did. And Iowa State. I mean, you could say should have should I have won the game? I don't know. I would say for the I first ten minutes so. played great. The last thirty minutes did not look like a team that the, should win on the road. The one call that bothered me, I thought that was a goaltend. It was okay, but it's not reviewable. Yeah, so it's like well, that was the one that I thought not, was egregious. Yeah, dude, you know what the weird thing is? That's not reviewable. But if you, but basket interference can be. It's it's a. There's some weird and there's some rules that need to be that are super confusing for people. So that was frustrating. Uh, what else? I mean, was that's, frustrating? that's the difference in overtime. Yeah, I mean, and then it's Iowa State. This is what this is what's extra irritating. Iowa State sh- shoots nine threes. Oklahoma State shoots t- twenty one threes. Yet Oklahoma State shoots twenty eight free throws to Iowa State's twelve. Yeah, you would think that yeah, would that, be that, that doesn't make sense. That would be different and. Iowa State only makes seven to twelve, which didn't help the cause. It's just so, a, it was just a tough one. You you be proud of me. I'm I'm sitting there watching that Texas game on Tuesday, and I, and I just I actually I was talking to um Grummer at halftime. Okay, Rob, Grummer's the, Rob and Jeff. You know the yeah they're the nicest icons. human beings alive. Literally the two we, nicest people. I always on meet the planet. those guys at halftime during Big Twelve home games, and we analyze everything that we've seen. And they've had a lot of Ames water. Yeah. Not surprising. Uh, elite. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> we were talking about because that Trey King technical happened right in front of me. We were kind of like, "Oh, what yeah. happened?" 
And I was like, I think they were just trying to keep a fight from breaking out. Honestly, I think that they thought that they just had to call something. And it led me to think like, man, like this would not be fun officiating these games. No, it's not it's brutal. It's really hard. Yeah, that's the thing is like, it's hard. Uh, and the, the problem is, especially it's, that game on Tuesday, like, Oh my God, that was, that was that first half was the most physical thing I've ever seen. Like I'm sitting, I'm like, I'm fairly close to the court and I'm, I'm sitting with my dad and we both turn turn to each other. Like this would be awful to try and regulate. Like, how do you decide what's a foul and what's not? You know what happens though, C Dub, and I think it happened in the second half of that Iowa State game. Let me give you a little 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 insight here. Saturdays, Saturdays, you get the most the least experienced crews working together because they're so spread out across the country. And so so when I saw the three together that walked out on the court on Saturday, I kind of knew, uh oh, if things get a little hairy, it might be a lot for them. Yeah. And things got a little hairy. And so they, they missed some easy stuff. The goaltending's like, whatever, that's that's subjective. Or objective, I should say. But what really... The, the preventable stuff, like... Uh, the Trey misses the three, right? And then there's a foul on a displacement. And they let the clock run for an extra second and then did not go review it. Uh-huh. So then when Oklahoma State misses the free throw, Gabe only has 3.3. He should have had 4.8. That changes the, the game, that, like and that's and that's a reviewable thing. When like, we were watching it, I said to Ryan, "I go, I think that we'll have about five seconds here." They and didn't. They, didn't they never looked. They got so caught up with what was going on, they didn't do. Is that on? Like, should TJ and the guys have maybe? Can, can you do that? Yeah, like, can absolutely. you ask for them to go do that? Yes. Now you can I was say, surprised there was no conversation. There was, no, there was not the TV guys didn't know. Nobody noticed it. Um, and we got to do something about this ESPN Plus thing. I mean, we're getting to the point where I don't bitch about streaming. I love streaming. I'm all about it. The production sucks. Agreed. And now it's a problem when you situations like that. Now, not, a TV is never going to say, "Hey, look at this." But those I guys feel didn't, bad they did not for it mention too. it. Whoever all. these production people are, trying really hard. Oh, absolutely. They're doing the best they can with what they have. They just it's don't have- up to Disney and ESPN to put the money. Into yeah. the broadcast. But no, that if I had a couple critiques and and I think TJ's done a phenomenal job, and I don't know if they said something about that. But then the other thing is they they put Rob Jones in at one point late in that game instead of Oshun. Yeah, and it, it was like, you know, I bet they would have they'd want to have that back. Yeah, it was I an interesting the, substitution at the time. I thought the same thing, and I'm generally very defensive of Jones because I I just think that I think people kind of miss the point. At some, I think they're. Why is he playing? Well, Shun can't play forty, right? Right, and, they, and I, I but they're he, saving him for offense. But yeah. the problem is, and then that moment, I thought we, the guy got okay. the layup. Yep, right. Totally agree it with just you. Got right around Jones. It's and I bet Jones I, had a bad week. He he did. He did. That's fair. After this week, you look at it. So when Koontz comes back, I wonder now, and you wonder if King really is kind of that backup five, can he? I don't know. That would be... On, against some teams, Some absolutely. teams, Oklahoma State, no. Correct. But and Jones again. needed to play against those guys. Correct. Now, I think, uh, interestingly, let's... So let's let's knock on wood. I mean, the, gr- the grill thing is substantial. He needs to be healthy because he does so many good things on the floor that Iowa State really missed him at times. There was times I'm looking at the screen like, what's missing They don't hit here? nine threes if Caleb plays. No, and you just didn't have like you could see see, see TJ and, and Schmidt and Kyle and, and and Jr. looking at like where's the offense coming from here? And it's like they missed that floor spacer, 
and that was Grill. I thought King played great in his in that absence. Watson gave you some minutes, but you really missed that guy that could spread it out to get everybody else some open looks, and that was Caleb. So he's, you know, Grill's never. You're not going to say, hey, Caleb's the most viable player, but he does so many things well that specifically when you play a K-State on Tuesday, I, I hope that the back's feeling a little better for Caleb. I'm 100% in on Gabe Kalsher, though. That even like, Oh, he's he, super good again. Yep. He didn't play great on Saturday, but he was still good. Like, if his bad is good, right? Like, now I'm sold on Gabe. 40 minutes, played every single minute, zero turnovers. Because when, when Kuntz comes back, you can't take Gabe back to the bench. No, no. But so that's like, why I think it'll be interesting who gets... But keep, I think you need to play Grill too, and I keep, I, I don't keep, know. Keep Rob, keep doing the big Rob of energy thing. Seventeen thirty, bring him in. See which guy you have that day. But like I just, I think things have changed. Before the injury, you thought King's the backup to Kuntz, right? I think King has proven that his role can be a little bit more like Shun, really, where you're kind of more of like a stretch five now in a weird way. But can you defend? Like no, uh, it he, it it gets dicey. But he's not bad on defense, no, right? He's pretty I, good, pretty physical guy. And I'm thinking across the Big 12, there just aren't great posts this yes. year. So I think King would be fine. I, you know, they're going to have some serious conversations, I would say, starting this week of, all right, when Jazz is back, you know, does, does Trey start taking some of Rob's minutes? Or where does that go? I mean, Jones Jones is still going to be a valuable piece to what you're doing. Uh, but I think first and foremost, getting Caleb healthy, because that is... That is something that not even Jazz can replace is what, what Caleb can do on a nightly basis. Friend of the program, Derek Duke. You know Derek. Derek, yeah, the Big 12 guy. I get, just something I hadn't thought of. Former, three former Big 12 quarterbacks in conference championship games. And someone from Ames. Yeah. <laughs> Jalen Hurts never played names, though, so you can't say that he had the water. Yeah, you're right. He, never, he would only yeah. have had one year. I mean, unless they bottled it or something, but yeah. But you you know Burrow, Mahomes, and uh, and Purdy definitely had the water names. Um, shout out to our friends at Wiffles Hybrids. They present our Big 12 segment here. Now, it got weird with Kansas just getting blown out. Not, it, even, not even a contest. Another thing, yeah, I said this right. We were talking about, like, you could be Wide Kansas open. now. Like, you know, we Absolutely. this sucks. Like, we feel bad our team lost, but Kansas has lost two in a row. Big Monday in Waco. Who's who's the favorite to win the, the Big 12, would you say, right now? Is it Kansas State? No, I just not. I don't think so it's either. Not. It's not Kansas State. It's still Kansas. Let's see if our, our friends from, from Cirque or somebody else have some odds on, on odds to win the Big 12. I think it's... It's, it's still Kansas. Is it? I mean, is it Texas? Is it no, Iowa State? It's not Iowa State. It's not. I don't think it's, it's Iowa State. I probably is still Kansas. It but is that's still a, Kansas. That is a bad loss. And I, I, TCU and Baylor. You know, if you want somebody coming on the on the back end, I turn love there. TCU. I, you know that Baylor but playing great. And Lampkin's deal was better than we thought. I thought he popped an Achilles. Yeah, it was I was. Just, I'm surprised they played him. They couldn't move. Have you ever seen a sports weekend with as many high ankle sprains? No, so many high ankle sprains. Every game you ever had I a high watched. ankle sprain. I mean, I've had an ankle sprain. What's the, like, where's high? We got to call Vic. Say, Vic, what's the difference? Yeah. What's a low ankle sprain? Is that just like a foot? (laughs) All right, here's your Big 12 schedule this week. And I'm going to look up the odds to win the Big 12. Whatever the number is for Kansas and Baylor, bet Kansas. I mean, you're betting against Bill Self losing three games in a row. 
Okay, I got the Big 12 regular season odds. Okay, yeah, let me, we'll do guess the point spreads here. Yeah, yeah this time it's going to be you. Okay, So there's, I, don't, there's, I don't have the Yakety Sacks. There is uh, 10 teams. Did you know that in the Big 12? Do you want to start bottom up? Do you want to start yeah. top down? Um, can I just pull up the league standings yeah, here? You, yeah, so that's I, allowed. That's allowed for context. I just want a reference here. of, And I really don't care. I mean, the, the schedule, I feel like, is just pretty even regardless. It doesn't really matter. Yeah, because you still got to play everybody again. All right, so who's the favorite? Who's, I would say the favorite is Kansas. That is correct. And it's a substantial favorite in my it's mind. It's not. It's not like, here. What, um, plus 150? Plus 190. Okay. Um, two would definitely be Kansas State. Correct. Three. What's, what, do you, what do you put in K-State at, though? 250. 250 on the nose. Well done. Three will be Texas. Correct. Plus 320. 350. Good work. Four. TCU. Incorrect. Iowa State? Yes. Really? Yeah. Okay. That's a compliment. That is uh, absolutely I mean, if you just look at what they did Mm -hmm. last year and who they had, you're getting up to the plus 500 for Iowa State. 450. Okay. And then it's TCU. Then it's TCU. And then it's Baylor. Yep. And then it's... Oklahoma State. Then it's, yeah, Oklahoma State and the laggards. The rest are the laggards right now. Yeah, I had a guy tweet at me yesterday, and I thought about it, and I disagree with him because he said it's everybody and then the Oklahoma schools, West Virginia and Texas Tech, and you can't put Oklahoma State in that category. No. They're too good defensively. They're they're going to just. And I've seen West Virginia a couple times now. You know, they're not great. They're going to beat some teams going the rest of the way here. Well, I mean, Tech. Was beating Kansas State. Well, that's after. true. That's, like, yeah. I, they're it's weird. Well, that's the thing. It's not in the layup. The, Tech's got... Tech's a strange club. Weird things in life. I just, the Mark Adams deal, is he... It's going the wrong way. I mean, they haven't won a game yet. They did get their big guy back, Amac, who's a really good player. So that game's not going to be as easy going into Lubbock. Not winning by 30 What's the there. best value bet of the ones you just read off? TCU. I would say so too. Because you just won, yeah, in Lawrence, which is and a huge win. Again, like one of the things that I like to do is whose metrics are being crapped on from like a bad non-con, and that's TCU. Yes, right. It, they had that quad four loss, which just kills your metrics. Good point. They're so much better than look they at were. Their, then. Yeah, look at their next five. I bet we're talking about potentially a first-place TCU uh, come the second week of February. TCU's next five. Oklahoma. At home. At Mississippi State. That'll be tough. It doesn't matter. West Virginia. At home. home. At Oklahoma State. Yep. At Kansas State. And Baylor at home. Yep. When Iowa State plays them on February 15th, I think that's a low-key, like, top three in the Big 12 game between Boy, TCU and I mean, Iowa State. You you look at this stretch of home games Iowa State has right now that you're already in. Texas, right, we all experienced that. Kansas State, it's going to be maybe two top 10 teams, definitely two top 15 teams. Kansas, February 4th. That's that's one hell of a three-game stretch. And, then in between, and you get Missouri on the road. Uh, sit down, Norm. 
and uh, Tech sneaky, on a big Monday. Sneaky big game is that Tech game. Like, I, I yeah, just, that's that's a the, weird spot for that. What's going to separate these teams is who handles the Techs, the Oklahomas, right. who loses and the to somebody they're not West Virginias to. of the world on the road. And I say that knowing like Iowa State would be a projected uh, two point favorite in Lubbock, despite the fact that. Tech hasn't won a conference game. I mean, that's just what it's going to be like. A lot of people were, were texting well, yeah, that's me. like this weekend. Yeah, they were the texting me like, why is Iowa State uh, an underdog? I'm like, just There's wait. no reason. Yeah. Not going to be easy. It'll be, it's a war, man. Like, the good news, Iowa State has built up well, a good head start. Well, that TCU here. win is just so huge, right? Because that's almost like two on the Floyd scale, right? Much so. like, that's, Iowa State is still in first place in the Floyd standings, I believe. So uh, I did see that they... They only dropped two spots in Ken Palm. They're still at 11, and the net from 9 to 10. So it really didn't even budge. And uh, so, huge game Tuesday. Yeah. Like, this is one of those, if you want to win the conference championship, it's a must win. It, absolutely. Like, you can't lose back-to-back at Oklahoma State and then at home to K-State. Iowa State will be a 5- to 7-point favorite. Th- this game's huge, too, because Missouri's tough, right? Like yeah, you, and I'm not, I'm not... That game is a... It's whatever, but my point is, then you go to Tech on a day later. Correct. And, and you could be not, on a three-game losing streak. Right, right. And then you're looking at it like, well, Tech's 0-8. Like, oh, and then, you know, you start. And then, oh, oh Kansas is coming to town. True. Right? Like, don't let this turn into a three. Don't let a, a two-game losing streak turn into three, four, five. Yeah, don't let a couple of missed front ends turn into a three-game losing streak. Great point. It, Tuesday... Listen, the tech, Texas game is big because of all the extracurriculars. Um, this one will be just as important at the end of the year. And I think Iowa State, I, I you know, Tech is, or K-State is an interesting club. This is a game Iowa State needs to win. Iowa State got buried by K-State in Ames last year, so can't let it happen again. All right, last thing from us, the, the, the big party coming up on February 1st. It is sold out. Sell out. Which is great. Going to raise a lot of a lot of money. Hopefully, raise some money for the the student athletes the, at Iowa the State. The blackout has been lifted. Yes, and we do plan to. We made the decision to not go live uh, because of production purposes. We want to make it a little more professional. So you will have the ability if you didn't get tickets or if you, you know, are simply out of state and couldn't come or anything like that. You will have the ability to purchase the right to watch it. So what are you watching? I'm going to be interviewing Matt Campbell, Nate Shieldhouse, John Haycock. Um, we will hear from TJ Otzelberger. We will hear from Bill Finley. We will definitely hear. Um, I asked the uh, director of recruiting, Derek Hoodger, to do something with me. So, well, what does that mean? Like, it's not going to be like a press conference. Like mm-hmm. this, if you like it when Campbell comes on my podcast, think of it like that—that that type of conversation. And um, also, it's like you know, we haven't set the number. Let's say it's twenty-five bucks. It's all going to We Will. So I'm assuming that would be a tax write-off too. If we can, yeah, I, yeah. I assume we'll find if, a way. And if people want to. As somebody wise once told me, well, you can technically write off whatever you want, but yes. <laughs> Yes, I mean it. It is. We are a nonprofit. Well, no, is, but honestly, it is tax season. That's good advice, <laughs> the, Bloom. The, what, are you, uh, what are you trying to do no, to our no, audience? No. <laughs> a CPA once told me that. I was like, "Well, you're the CPA." Um, I love every CPA I've ever worked with, aka Carper. Well, 
yeah, I mean, we can do this, but if we get audited, it's not my fault. <laughs> so I was like, oh. I know that. <laughs> Plausible deniability. Uh, no, but this is the first time anybody's talked to, will be have talked to Campbell and staff since all the changes. Yeah. They haven't done anything. And they will be in a much more talkative mood, I'm sure, because it's a group of Cyclone fans and supporters and not... You know, there's really not a lot to be scared. Like, not scared, that's not the right word, but apprehensive of. That's also why we don't necessarily just want to correct out publicly on YouTube. We don't want people, like, oh, retweeting the link and, like, that type of thing. Like, there's there's a lot that goes into it. Yeah. But and it would you can still contr- help us continue to help the Cyclones. You can contribute to this uh, even if you can't go. So we'll, we'll release details of that. Probably in the next few days. Uh, the next couple of days. I mean, yeah. it, it'll end up most likely, it won't be a live thing as we talked about, yeah. just production value, but you'll sign up for a ticket. Uh, we will send you an exclusive link from the entire program and you'll be able to watch it and I'll support We Will at the same time. Pretty cool that it sold out that quickly, though. I'm not surprised. I, I'm no, really I'm not, just so thankful, grateful. And the, the it's going to be a great, great party. So if you, if you can support from out of state by doing this way, uh, I think you'll I think you'll enjoy the program as well. I mean, I'm telling you. Good, what is this? Blessed Union of Souls. Oh, yeah, this is yeah. She likes me for me. Are they rock? Are they R and B? Are they like? I had this interesting conversation with my wife. I was trying to explain what I don't they are. Know what they are? I think, in my opinion, Scott. The, these no. These guys were like they were pop, pop. You know, pretty standard pop group of the '90s. And I think that they have really, you know, they really evolved as artists and they turned into more like I don't think alternative is what I would put but they're like real musicians they went from being like douche country to hey these guys aren't too bad so I always had them as like for some reason I had an R&B vibe from from some of their no, stuff like, I, they believe. Some R- I believe I believe yes that's the one yeah. same group it's the same okay here we go but if you watch this video, it certainly doesn't yeah, come is, off this as is, R&B. This is alternative pop rock is what this is. But no, bless, uh, I believe I mean, that that's pretty R&B. Much, I believe pretty much took over the 90s there I for a while. I love that. That go-to songs. It's not Natalie and Brulia, but nothing is. So The, 90s the real on ones nine know is that. Just, once you're done with your Cyclone Fanatic and Iowa Everywhere podcast, <laughs> this is 90s on 9. <laughs> it's uh, so funny. Cameron today... Started singing "Whoop!" There it is. She knows the words to it. <laughs> Upside down and inside yeah, out. About to show all you folks what it's all about. I could still do every single lyric if you want me to. Soak in my seven year old. Yeah. <laughs> Have a great week, everybody. Uh, remember, I got the I got the Kurtz podcast coming up. Wish me luck. Hey, hey, pour one out for uh, Big Game Brock. Pour one out for Skyward Thompson, Skyward. who's no longer playing. Sorry, NFL Skyward. player. Nice name. She likes me for me, not because I sing like Pavarotti or because I'm such a hottie. I like her for her, not because she's fat like Cindy Crawford. She has got so much to offer. Why does she waste all her time with me? 
me something there that I don't see. I don't see. She likes me for me. For my 